A lot of people want to go camping. A lot of people in uh, the month of August and for the long weekend get up to cottages. And Perry Sound 33 is still raging on. After more than a week in cottage country, this fire is almost the size of 9,000 football fields. Shane McCool is with the Ministry of Natural Resources. He joins us for more perspective on the fire. Shane, how many active forest fires are you guys fighting across North Ontario right now? Mm-hmm. As of this morning, uh, we had 41 active forest fires across the northeast, and of those, uh, 21 or 26 of those fires rather are either being held under control or being observed for ecological purposes. What does it mean when when a fire is under control? So essentially, uh, when we find fires, they're deemed to be not under control. And once we get the fires to a point where we feel that uh, they won't spread given the current and forecasted weather conditions, uh, that's a being held status. And when we feel that the fire won't spread. Additionally, uh, regardless of weather forecasts, that is an under-control status. And then finally, when there's no smokes left on the fire, uh, completely uh, completely out at that time. Is Perry Sound 33 growing? So we have seen some growth over the last number of days on Perry Sound 33. Um, we are making progress in many areas of that fire. However, the, the wind conditions coming off of the big water have been problematic for the northeast side. So uh, we have seen some growth in that section. Uh, we've utilized air attack uh, in the form of water bombers, hell attack bucket, or helicopter bucketing, and, uh, and those tools to, to the best of our abilities, and we have slowed the spread. Uh, that said, we are seeing that, that fire is now listed at uh, 10,139 hectares. Is the heat right now, it's been a very hot summer, is the heat responsible for the wind coming off the big lake? So partly, uh, we, we do see the forest fuels at, at a very dry, uh, they're very dry right now overall, just just due to the lack of precipitation that we've seen come through the region. And in addition to that, uh, as far as the, the remaining fires in the northeast, we've seen a lot of uh, lightning come through, which have ignited a, a high number of fires this year uh, when, when we look at years past. Why is it called Perry Sound 33? Basically, the, how the MNR does it is we have districts, so the Perry Sound District, the Sudbury District, the North Bay District, and uh, the 30, Perry Sound, that's the 33rd fire in the Perry Sound District. In, in its history? Uh, no, this, this season. We reach wow. every season. Yeah. How many do you have every year in that area? So every, it's, it's very different from year to year. Uh, this is a high number for Perry Sound this season. That said, uh, we have years, uh, for example, in Sudbury, uh, where we reach over 100 uh, fairly, uh, not fairly regularly, but on a busy season, we can reach over 100 uh, fairly easily. Wow. This, is a, this Perry Sound 33 now is approaching Highway 69. It's the Trans-Canada Highway. What happens if it reaches the highway and how close is it? At this point, uh, we have uh, this fire about five kilometers west of Highway 69. Um, so what that, that means to, to your, your listeners is essentially that uh, there, there will be smoke potentially blowing in the area of, of Highway 69 and, and some of the communities around Highway 69. So we, are, we do have officials on the ground monitoring the situation closely just to ensure that uh, it is safe for passage. And if the OPP deems that uh, safety is a concern, uh, they, they may make the call to, to close the highway. A listener working in North Bay reached out to me basically telling me that the walk from his office to his car is basically an asthma attack waiting to happen. Describe how this smoke is exacerbating things. 
essentially what happens is, as I mentioned, the wind pushing the northeast side of that fire. Well, uh, it's the same situation. The wind has now taken that uh, that smoke and has pushed it uh, for many, many distance for many kilometers away. So the folks in North Bay are seeing the effects of this Perry Sound 33 fire uh, as it works its way through the atmosphere. And it's actually very clear on the satellite shots as well how much smoke this fire is putting up. It's, it's well into the Quebec border area and beyond. You're asking people to put on their, um, make sure their headlights are on so they can be seen on the highways too. Oh, certainly the headlights on highways and smoking conditions is, is definitely a safety uh, attribute for folks to, to utilize. Firefighters from across North America, just to give some perspective on how big these fires are, are fighting uh, in Perry Sound and beyond. How many people are we talking about and what methods are they employing? So uh, as far as firefighters, we have uh, over 600 and, uh, 609 firefighters from across Canada and the United States and Mexico here helping us for uh, with our firefighting uh, situation. So uh, just to give you an example, Mexico has provided 309 firefighters uh, f- to help with this fire situation. So it really is uh, a team effort in that regard. Um, so it really is nice to see from our point of view that uh, neighbours have come to our, our help in our time of need, just as we've provided support in the past to uh, to our neighbors. They're water bombing and what else are they doing? Yeah, so we do have uh, water bombers, uh, helicopter bucketing. We can utilize uh, heavy equipment, which is the case on the uh, North Bay 72 fire. Uh, we are utilizing heavy equipment to uh, help with the fire, fire guard and that fire. What does uh, that do? Do you trench so that the fire can't jump? Yeah, so essentially what we do is we, we take a, a bulldozer and other other uh, felling tools to, to clear an area out, and we clear the uh, the area down to the mineral soil so that the fire can't progress beyond that. Now, that said, it works very well when the fire conditions are right, um, but we always have to consider embers as well. Embers can uh, fly ahead of the fire and reignite it beyond a fire guard. So there are different tactics that are utilized in certain situations that are more effective than others. So uh, the other the main tool that we use uh, which is the most effective is is pump and hose for our from our perspective. So uh, our, our crews will actually land at a water source, um, pump water out of the water source, and transport that water through a hose line to the fire's edge, and then we'll surround the fire uh, by applying water on it and containing it that way. Who else may receive evacuation orders if this fire continues? Yeah, so we've actually just uh, received word that uh, the community of Killarney, as well as the French River area, have issued some evacuation orders. So uh, those municipalities uh, have decided to to issue those orders, and uh, that's uh, in the best interest of public safety. Last time I checked, uh, Shane, there was minimal rain in the forecast. How important is a good steady rain to fighting this fire? Certainly when we receive precipitation, a significant precipitation, it reduces fire activity. And what that does is it allows us to use our most effective tactic, which is uh, pumps and hose. And when the fire, fire intensity is reduced, our crews can go right on the fire's edge and, and actually apply water to that edge and, and contain the fire that way. Uh, when we have sunny, hot, dry conditions, such as the case right now, uh, it's very difficult to put crews in that situation because uh, safety is our top priority. And uh, they're, they're just not effective when we have intense fire, uh, fire activity like that. That's when we bring in the water bombers and the helicopter bucketing to, to, to try to bring that intensity down so that we can later on get our crews in there to, to actually suppress the fire. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. Okay, bye now.